Ready? The show's going to start now. We all have to get excited because Jake just hit go. This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man. How the heck are you? It is Wednesday, May the 11th. Be with you. 2022. Good opening. That was really good. Thanks. Um, You know, it's not nearly as good, though, as all of our affiliate links, which are in the description below. I'm telling you, spring is here. There is a great $10 backyard must-have. It's in the description below. Protein bars, vitamins, energy drinks, you name it, it's there. Yeah. On this podcast or live on Juta, baby. Just shop the affiliate links below. A shocking, shocking disclosure. If you are a crypto buyer, we're going to have a story in our non-sports stories today that should absolutely terrify you. If you're somebody that's into the crypto markets, if you're a big Bitcoin guy or doge to the moon, bitches. Yeah, that little dog thing. Um, if you're a, If you're a crypto guy... There is a shocking development in the crypto market this morning that we absolutely have to talk about. Um, We've got to talk about Donnie. Hey, Donnie. Coming back to Twitter. Will he? Should he? We'll talk about that. But I think the story everybody's talking about this morning, Jake, is how do you win a PS5 on the Monty Show podcast? Yeah, I totally think so. How about that? Yeah, Yeah. how about that? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) It's going to be that kind of Wow. Wow. Um, make sure you hit subscribe. Give us a thumbs up. Um, if you hit subscribe, when we get to 5,000 subscribers and we are cruising there, it's going to be less than a month now, it looks like. Um, absolutely, positively, you should be hitting subscribe to get us to 5,000 subs. Subs. So we can give away a PS5 on this show. Um, but, of course, all of that to say it's time to talk Utah Jazz basketball. Yeah. And I'm wondering, what on earth is Rudy Gobert doing? Listen, I, I get it. Rudy's controversial. I understand that. I get that right now Rudy Gobert is, you know, for better or for worse, he is the talk of the basketball universe here in Utah. Rudy versus Don. Rudy's demanding a trade. It's him or me. All this nonsense. And then Shaq made a little comment the other day um, that Rudy replied to, and they had their back and forth. And then Skip Bayless started talking oh, about Rudy Gobert. I know. And this is, Jesus. listen, listen again. And I take credit for a lot of the bad things I do to the world. It is my fault that Skip Bayless is on TV. Who gave Skip Bayless his first shot in TV? You did. Me. You're welcome. Who gave Stephen A. Smith his first shot in TV? Me. You're welcome. We booked them all on the Jim Rome show at Fox Sports. My bad. Um, Skip Bayless is a dumpster fire of hot crap every day. On I'm not. Is he? Yes. He's not on ESPN anymore. No, he's He's somewhere. He's on Fox. Okay. Yeah, I've never watched that show. It is terrible. I can't do it. But he did say this about Rudy Gobert. You got to wake up, you got to wise up, and you got to shut up and give it up because you are nothing but a finesse defender. 
you are a fake tough guy. Yeah. I, I'm sorry because I see too many drivers of the basketball who are 6'2". Yeah. They just go right up into you. And dunk on and you. And dunk on you. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what you're thinking. I know you got to sort of defend your honor, yeah. social media, but you are barking up the biggest, wrongest <laughs> tree you've ever barked up on this one. It's okay, painful. Sharp's laugh ruins the whole thing. Oh, that's right. That is Shannon Sharp. Yeah. Shannon Sharp. Yeah. yeah I that show is painful. Brutal. I bro. mean and, and listen again, I get it. I understand why Fox does it. It's sensationalism. But Rudy Gobert reacted to that comment very poorly. He got on social media, he attacked Skip Bayless. Rudy said to Skip. You know, hey, you know, there's only a couple people on earth who can talk to me like that and you're not one of them. Would you be such a tough guy if you were standing right here in front of me? You know, inferring that if he was standing in front of Rudy and he said that, that Rudy would kick his ass. And I just got to say, Rudy Gobert, guy, don't do this, please. Like, I, I, I may not agree with all of the things that Rudy does on the basketball floor or his contract. But Rudy Gobert, by all accounts, has always been a decent person. When you lower yourself to this level, there's nothing good that comes of it. Skip Bayless is a bottom feeder. Yeah. He's a guy who says things for sensationalism's sake to draw viewers to the TV. That's his job, and he's really good at it. Yeah. Rudy Gobert's got to stay above this fray. Be better than this. All this does, in my opinion, Jake is bring Rudy down to Skip Bayless's level. Yeah, and, and I think, and this is what we said on the show yesterday, I, I think Rudy has to do a better job of just understanding that this this is the media cycle, and, and this is, frankly, this is what happens when the trade trade rumor mill begins. And I think that that Shaq is, is amazing at what he does as well because what Shaq understands is that because he is Shaq, he can basically say whatever he wants to say about anybody because who's going to stop him? Who would have stopped him on the floor? And that's the biggest thing. It's not about having a street fight in the parking lot, you know, with Miles Turner earlier in the year. It's not about telling Shaq that you'd lock his ass up or that Skip can't talk to you that way. I got news for you. Skip can say whatever the hell he wants, right? Like Shaq can say whatever the hell he wants, just like Rudy can say whatever the hell he wants. The difference is, is that Rudy comes out looking silly because of the comments, right or wrong. That's how this game works. So like I said yesterday, and I'll keep maintaining it, what Rudy should be doing is trolling these guys in a positive way. He should be saying, hey, Skip, thanks for talking about me. Even though nobody heard you on your show, thanks for talking about me or something like that. You know, like, like take a jab, be positive about it, and play along. Like that's what you should be doing in this situation. Or... I know you could say nothing at all because I got news for you. What's the difference between you and Kevin Durant right now? What's the difference between you and anybody else who goes on Twitter and loses their mind and has a super, you know, thin skin? There's no difference, dude. You're the same guy. So that's why I say we can rip Kevin Durant. We can rip, uh, you know, LeBron or, 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 or anybody else who goes on Twitter. I'm telling you, Rudy Gobert is now in that bunch, and it's unfortunate I don't think that Rudy needed to be here. And really, to be quite honest with you, um, and, and maybe this is a bit extreme, tell me if I'm wrong, but I, in my personal opinion, feel like this goes all the way back to the COVID touching all the microphones thing. This is that same antic where you didn't like what people were saying, so you did something, and then you got ripped for it. 
Like, that's the same kind of ideology, the same kind of behavior out of Rudy. Well, and I, I think it just exposes Rudy Gobert for being thin-skinned. And I think that there is a, a certain level of sensitivity that we're seeing in Rudy Gobert that I, I just don't think is good for him. And, you know, Rudy Gobert doesn't watch this show, but if, if, if Rudy Gobert ever hears my words on this, forget that Twitter exists. Forget that Instagram exists because it's hurting you. It's not helping you. Yeah. And all anybody is doing right now is talking about Rudy Gobert in the negative. And at this moment in time, Rudy Gobert just needs to be invisible. Yeah. Right? Like the green hair and all that stuff. That's fun. That's what I want to see from Rudy Gobert in yeah. the offseason. I'm happy to see I want to see pictures with your mom. Dude. Yeah. I, like that's the cool stuff about Rudy. Like he is a, a heartful, you know, like he's actually a really nice guy. Like he is he is a heartful, caring individual, but you can't put yourself down in the mud with the likes of Skip Bayless. Yeah. And that's all this did. And whether you were joking or not, and there is, there is quite a bit of conjecture about whether this is serious or I think it's 100% serious. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I, if I'm Rudy Gobert, I'm like, wow, Skip, you're the, you're the best at what you do. Thanks so much for talking about me. This is amazing. Hey, Shaq, you know what? I'd have beat that ass if you and I were playing against each other. But, man, I have so much respect for your game. Like, just have fun with it. You have to understand the game. That's the thing. You got to understand what the, the – you have you can't forget these guys are paid to do this. Like, maybe not Shaq. Like, obviously, Shaq is kind of the outlier because Shaq can say pretty much whatever he wants, as I was just talking about. But, like, Skip Bayless, as you were just saying, is literally paid a salary – to be in the news cycle, to say things that get attention, that people react to like us. That's his job. That's what he gets paid to do. So what do you think he's going to say when he gets wind of, hey, Shaq talked a bunch of junk about Rudy and Rudy didn't appreciate it? That is perfect for Undisputed with Skip and Shannon. Like, it's perfect, you know? So that's why I say it's just, I, 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 it's just unfortunate that Rudy reacted this way. But the other thing I think we have to note, since we love to do this in the jazz community, where's Donovan Mitchell been? Anybody heard anything out of Don lately? I haven't heard anything out of Don. But that's what I would expect from Donovan Mitchell. Precisely. You know what I've seen from Donovan Mitchell on social? And I follow I follow Rudy on Twitter and Insta. I follow <laughs> Don on Twitter and Insta. What I've seen from Donovan Mitchell is Donovan at Mets games. I've seen Donovan in Philly at Mets games. Donovan in Philly at the, the Heat game because – don't, don't forget, Donovan wants to go play for the That's Heat. That's a perfect example. Right? Don like, could have come out and commented on that. But he didn't. You see Donovan working out. You see, like, this is not the time to be attacking people on social media. And Rudy, I think Rudy Gobert is one of the most misunderstood guys because of shit like this. I think Rudy does damage to his brand. If we are sitting here on this show talking about Rudy Gobert in a negative light, if we're sitting here on this show wondering if he was serious or not, there's a problem. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, there's no other way to really look at this. If we have to wonder if you were serious or if this was real, it's not a good thing. And I don't know where Rudy Gobert is a year from now. My guess is he's not a jazz man anymore. But what I know is Rudy Gobert has to lay in bed at night and think about this stuff. Yeah. And if I had to guess, it's not positive thinking. If Rudy Gobert really is attacking Skip Bayless, this is no different than Rudy Gobert going after going after guys on the floor talking about, 
you know, hey, we can step outside. No, dude, you're not that guy. Rudy, dude. you're not that guy. You're not that's that guy. Not who, you, that's not who you are, man. Like, it's it's basketball. When Miles Turner comes after you, it's basketball, man. Yeah. We're not having a street fight outside. You're not like, that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Are, are you really going to kick Skip Bayless's ass if he's standing in front of you? You're not. Why are you in? I just, man, it, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. Like, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Is there, you know. Oh, like, yeah. You know, we have some audio from Rudy. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I you, forgot you about this. I completely forgot. My, that. my yeah, bad. Yeah, you forgot. Dude. So, this is an exclusive uh, interview that Rudy Gobert gave us as a quote. Here's Rudy Gobert, um, you know, uh, just voicing his opinions on Skip Bayless. No, I need respect. You show me respect and stop writing trashy articles about me, then I'll show you respect. I'm a man. I listen. I'm not afraid to die. I'm not afraid to waste my life because when I die, I'm going to paradise. And I'm not worried, so I'm in a hurry to die. But no one's going to disrespect me, and no one's going to write nonsense about me without me retaliating back. I'm a man, and I can only take so much. And I'm not going to sit back and take so much punishment. I'm a human being, and I need love just like everyone else. You can't talk about me and disrespect me. I have children, too. Wow. Rudy, chill, bro. Man. Damn. Damn. Wow. That, but we were joking. That's obviously Mike Tyson losing his shit on Jim Gray. But no one's going to disrespect me. But we... <laughs> We were talking this morning about this story in the vaunted, secretive, very private CIA-like pre-show meeting. Yeah. And that's the that's what came to mind. Rudy Gobert, when we were talking about his level of anger that appeared to be in writing on social yesterday. I'm not afraid to die. That's what came to mind. Like Mike Tyson losing his mind in a boxing ring is what came to mind. And I, I'm just telling you, man, that's not who you are, Rudy. You are not that guy. Yeah, man. Like, don't roll around in the mud. All right, let's see what you guys think about this. Uh, because I, I, I honestly think this is this is a pretty big deal. This is a this is a very telling thing. Um, John Jackson says, "Good morning, my friends." No, John. Good morning to you. How about that? <laughs> Donovan, uh, Donovan Bettison says Trey Gobert. Uh, Maybe. Mitchell Harding. What's up, Mitchell? Good to see you. Morning, fellas. How y'all going? We're going well. Yeah. We're going well. Hopefully the same for you. Funky Orion says good morning. Tanner Plummer. Yeah. Says morning, guys. May the 11th be with you always. Exactly. See, he, hey picked, he picked up on it. Yeah. He, he right, right. May, May the 11th. And, you know. Right, yeah. Hey, Greg Hawkins. By the way, everybody. Happy birthday, Greg Hawkins, you stud. It's his I, birthday? I saw on social. I believe yesterday was Greg Hawkins' oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, King. Uh, Tanner says, is Rudy Gobert soft? Is that a trick question? Of course he is. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, Stephen A. Smith is great for the memes. He is. John Jackson says, wow, I didn't know you had these uh, feelings about Skip, but I enjoy Stephen A. Why the hate towards them? Like, I just think there's so much that those guys say that is just so far out of left field. Yeah. And so completely, you know, contrived, created to make sensationalism, to make people watch. I, the problem with skip and really, I think more to the point, the problem with Stephen a is I don't think he believes half the shit he says. Yeah. I just don't think he believes it. Cause it's so ridiculous in my opinion to say some of the things that skip Bayless has said, like, I just can't even the thing, imagine that. The thing that. that bothers me is that, but, like, if you really compare it, like, like on our show, what we're trying to do is we're having to try, we're trying to have genuine conversations 
about the jazz and about like things going on in the sports world that like, that's what we're trying to do. We're not trying to have, you know, Oh, well hot take this and hot take that and light this guy up and light that guy up. That's really not what we're trying to do, you know, but those guys, I can't emphasize this enough. And this is I kind of the issue I have. It's not personal. Like I'm not saying that skip Bayless is a, you know, a, a bad guy, but I don't, I don't really have a lot of respect for the shows like skip or like, you know, like the Stephen A's or, or it's like first take with, with Stephen A and Max Kellerman. Like these shows, they're literally paid to say things and come up with things that will get them in the news cycle. You know, the JJ Reddick versus Stephen A. Smith thing. ESPN loves that, dude. ESPN loves it. And that's why I say, if you're Rudy Gobert, you got to understand that. You got to understand that these guys are paid to say things. He's not... He's not like he's not personally attacking you and saying he's going to do all this bad stuff to you. He's he's ta- he, he's coming up with a take that he knows will be in the news cycle. So that's why I say that's why the question says, is Rudy soft? Yes, I do think he's soft and it's no disrespect. I just think that that's how that's like his demeanor. That's how he feels and goes about things, you know? Yeah. And so to the commenter's question, like, no, it's not that we hate on those shows, but I just don't have a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of respect for that type of show. I have respect for shows where it's like, okay, like we're talking about the, it, I mean, it could be something as obscure as like figure skating, as long as you have an opinion on it. That is 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 you know backed up by some but, sort of. But t- look, you know- it, it's not even anything that's obscure as figure skating. The you, we're not on the show, you know, performing brain surgery. We're here to have conversations, to laugh a little bit, to have fun a little bit. Like that's all this show is. Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith are trying to perform sports brain surgery, when all you need to do on a daily basis is talk about the headlines. At ESPN, they're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers every day until Aaron Rodgers decides he's going to play in Green Bay. They're going to talk about Tom Brady every day. Like, they play the hits. That's yeah. all you have to and do in this business. there's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with that. But when Rudy Gobert lowers himself and becomes the story, yeah. when Rudy Gobert creates the story, that's a problem. You're better than this, man. You And... and I'm begging Rudy Gobert to just stay out of this nonsense. Donnie, let you're out of your element. Yes, let people talk about you. There's nothing wrong with that. But just don't care. And I know I say this all the time, but the moment that you stop caring what other people think about what you're doing and who you are, you it offers you freedom that money can't buy. But Rudy Gobert doesn't seem to understand that. He just does not seem to understand that. Um, Tanner says, Monty, are you also the reason Shannon Sharp is on TV? No, I am not <coughs> the one who lit that dumpster on fire. <coughs> I am not. Um, and Garcy, good morning too. He says, Stephen A is a damn fool. Uh, Rudy Sanchez says, morning fellas. Is this the reason why Gobert's teammates have problems with him? Yeah. I, I think that this is part and parcel of who Rudy Gobert can be in the locker room and, and the issues that he had with calling teammates out this year and relationships in the locker room. I, I think this is, this is part of that. You know, I just think that this is one of those things where you can't quantify how people feel in their minds. Yeah. You know, like you can't, nobody knows what Rudy Gobert really thinks. Nobody knows if Rudy thought this was a joke. I hope it was, I hope he was kidding 
maybe you, you know if I'm his agent or his PR people I'm I am giving him social media training like that's got to happen yeah. you are but you're making 41 million dollars a year you're arguably the best defensive player in the NBA why do you care what Shannon Sharp or Skip Bayless say Shaq is totally different I would care what Shaq says I would engage with Shaq I'd do an interview with Shaquille O'Neal yeah that's pushing your brand Laugh yes. about it. Laugh at yourself. Laugh at Terrence Mann dunking on you. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? You're making $41 million. They're not. Laugh at it. <laughs> right? Like, Rudy Gobert just appears to me to be the guy that takes himself way too seriously. And when you are – it's Kevin Durant. When you're so concerned about the Twitterverse and what fans are saying about you that you create burner accounts – you're, I'm telling you now, you're doing it wrong. And she took offense. You don't get it. It, it Twitter is is a troll's kingdom. Yes, like it you is a wasteland. You just can't care what people think. It's why I don't I don't respond to 99.9 percent of people on Twitter. I don't I don't answer 99.9 percent of the DMs I get. Yes, because it's just not worth your time or energy. Yeah, it really isn't. And. I just don't care what other people think. And I'm telling you, the minute that you do that is the minute that you gain freedom. Birdman says he doesn't fit with Mitchell. I, I don't know if that's – I would. I tend to agree that if, if I were the Utah Jazz, I would trade Rudy Gobert. And it has, again, almost nothing to do with what he does on the floor. It's the contract. And I think that was the other part that everyone's missing on what Shaq said. I, I think everyone's fixated on – you know, Shaq talking about the fact that he would dominate Rudy, but nobody is talking about the fact that Shaq was like, hey, three years ago I said that these two are not a championship duo, you know? And, and I think that potentially, and again, I'm surmising, it's my opinion. Yeah. We don't have facts behind it. But I think if, you know, knowing, knowing, not knowing Rudy, but watching his actions, like I think that is what may have dug into Rudy a bit more and pushed him to respond because he's a set, like Shaq saying that, that's major shade coming from Shaq. I mean, sh like this is Shaquille O'Neal we're talking about, the best big ever, the most off the the most dominant offensive player ever. Like if you if someone said that to you, it would probably be a little frustrating. But I agree with you. Rudy needs to have some self control, especially because you're making forty plus a year. I mean, that's just it. Just comes with the territory. Yeah, I I don't understand the, I don't understand the need. Is need the right way? I don't understand the need to police Twitter. I, I've never understood it. Um, it's, you know, we're going to talk about Donald Trump coming back to Twitter in a bit, but this is the problem with guys like Rudy Gobert, guys like Donald Trump, guys like Kevin Durant, who are soft yeah. mentally. And, you know, for again, I don't want to have a basketball conversation about Rudy Gobert because in the, the, the parameters of this discussion, it doesn't matter. Rudy Gobert is soft mentally. That's what this is. Is that's the narrative being written about him through this incident? Yeah. And I don't. I just don't. I don't know if that's true or not. Nobody knows Rudy Gobert well. I mean, I. I but this is this is the issue you have when you're Rudy Gobert. Perception is always going to be reality. Correct. And the perception is is that Rudy Gobert is mentally soft. Well, and I, and I think that comes from the floor, and that's that's the toughest part about it. Like. I think the difference between Rudy and Kevin Durant is obviously Kevin Durant is a is a generational player, you know. And when you look at Rudy, 
the the spats that he gets into, whether it's with Desmond in Miami, whether it's with Miles Turner, whether it's with Bismack Biombo, whether I mean whether any of these guys like Rudy, like true tough guys and true guys that just don't care are not going to get into some spat with you. They're gonna they're gonna beat you up, and it just is what it is, and it just depends how you react to that. But what here's the thing that I struggle with in a basketball conversation. Why does Rudy Gobert care if somebody dunks on him? He blocks more shots than because than he I gets think that's all he on. has. That's all he has. I, I, but, he doesn't have another way to affect the game. So, but that's a very good point. He doesn't have another way to impact the game. Yeah, and I I think that's really the issue. I think I think that's why he cares that he hasn't been a bigger part of the offense. And the the thing that I would hope for Rudy is that Rudy takes this summer and simply focuses on footwork yeah focuses on the ability to dribble the ball without creating a turnover the the jump shot thing is probably past him right but he doesn't need a jump shot to be one of the most dominant players in the nba he needs the ability to finish with grace around the rim yeah he needs touch and to have touch you need footwork to be able to dribble with your back to the basket, you need to understand that your shoulders and your feet have to be in alignment. Yes. Like, okay, so great, basketball. But what I hope for Rudy Gobert is that he gets to a point where he just doesn't care what people think. Don't care what Skip Bayless thinks. If you are a professional Skip athlete Bayless. of any note, why on earth would you be watching Skip Bayless on social or on TV? Man, please, Rudy, tell me you are not flipping on first take every day. Yeah, please I don't think tell he me, is. Yeah, please tell me that you are not watching whatever the fuck the name of that Skip Bayless show Undisputed. is. Yeah, tell me you're not watching that show. If you're watching Inside the NBA, okay, I get that. They're, those are Hall of Famers. Everybody watches those are what? Yeah, those are well-respected yeah. players that yeah. are talking about you. You care. If you're Rudy Gobert, I 100% understand understand why you care what Shaquille O'Neal thinks about you yeah I totally agree I understand it but go do an interview with him right go go have fun with it yeah go dunk on him on the set of inside the NBA like go have fun with it man yeah that to me is how you should have handled this I agree with you 100 percent you should have trolled them in a way like if you're gonna respond troll them please don't respond if you're gonna respond to Shaq have fun with it because he'll have fun with you. Yeah. Shaq is not. And I agree also with, I see some of the commenters saying Shaq was 100% serious. He was 100% he was. serious. And what needs to happen is Rudy and Shaq need to sit down and Shaq needs to say to his face, you're overpaid and you're not worth that money. He needs to say what he has said about Rudy to Rudy and Rudy needs to react and they need to have a conversation. Yeah. Right. And Rudy needs to say to Shaq, well, I'm making $41 million and you're not. And I would dominate you. I would shut you down. I would, what did he say? I would lock your ass up. I would up. lock your ass up. Go say that to Shaq sitting on the set of yeah, TNT. And, and, and I think that might be part of the perception issue with Rudy. I mean, it, yes. if you really think about it, you never see the guy unless he's on the court getting stung in the eye or, or touching all the mics in a press conference. When do you ever see but Rudy? See the problem. And I think. Here's why I think some of this does go back to the microphone thing. What happened when Rudy touched all those microphones? Perception changed. Perception changed. And what was he doing when he touched those Spiting microphones? Fighting the media. He was having a little fun. 
he was uh, laughing, right? He, he would, honest to I, God. I mean, maybe he was, but my point is that, like, so in that moment to me, I, I'm not going to say that, well, he was just kind of joking and having fun. Sure, that's how it came off, but I'm more interested in the why he did that. What? And I think, obviously, it was the wrong thing at the wrong time that yeah, you're ended not really poorly. Yeah, it was the right thing. Yeah, right? I'm not saying that Rudy should have done that. or He was trying to have a little fun. Yeah. But he is, he, he is not a comfortable English speaker, in my opinion. I think he fumbles a little bit. I think he's awkward. You're 7-1 or whatever he is. You're awkward. Your legs are longer than, you know, most semi-trucks, right? Like, right. he's an awkward guy. And he is a, a big, deep voice guy. He was having a little fun with the media. And it went horribly wrong. Yeah. And a lot of people blamed him. And he should not have been blamed. The should coronavirus... But I think there's probably still a little afterthought on that. And I, I, I don't know, man. I don't I think, know, Rudy. I don't know what he thinks. Listen, here's what, I, here's what I think he thinks. I think that what happens is Rudy plays a game. Yeah. Like for the Jazz on the four. They play the game. He doesn't get the ball enough. He doesn't get what he thinks, in his opinion, is his fair share of opportunities on the offensive end. Then he goes down to the defensive end and Don doesn't play good defense or bogey gets blown by in the corner or X, Y, and Z happens and Terrence Mann dunks all over him. Then he gets to the presser after the game and he's got to deal with questions about how he's got to guard the paint and the corner and Terrence Mann had seven or ten threes or whatever and posterized him. So I'm guessing for Rudy, again, this is guessing, but I'm guessing he gets frustrated with that and then loses his patience with questions and and with interactions on Twitter. And it's got to be hard to consistently be asked the same question. Yeah. I I get it. But, and, the, but he's not the only one that that happens to, which is why he doesn't get that excuse. Every NBA player gets asked the same damn thing all the all. You think LeBron doesn't get asked the same thing but, all the time? But what I can tell you is having, and I think I've told this story on the show before. I uh, So I covered the Lakers during the Kobe and Shaq years. Yeah. One night in the locker room, this is who Shaq is. One night in the locker room, and at that time, I was probably 100 pounds heavier than I am now. Like, I was a big guy. Shaquille O'Neal walked up behind me and picked me up and was like, damn, that's a lot of work. You're a big dude. Like, it was a funny moment. That's who he – he's a goof. He's fun, He is funny. He is – he's a great interview. He's a guy you want to talk to. Yeah. Like, he's a good dude. Like, he's a fun guy. What, how would you describe Rudy Gobert? Rudy Gobert is not a guy that I, he's not the first guy anybody wants to interview. Yeah. He is, he doesn't come off as a fun guy. I, frankly, I think the last three and a half years have been very difficult for him. Agreed. I think NBA failure, Olympic failure, a lot of shit talking, a lot of moments that have not been kind, mm -hmm. being asked to do things that he simply is not capable of doing on the floor. Yep. I and just, no fault of his own, by the way. Yeah, I, I just no think that, and this is what I always say about Rudy, I don't dislike him. I don't know him. So it's not a personal thing to me. I look at Rudy Gobert, and I think he's being asked to do a lot of things he's not capable of doing. Yeah. Like, you just, I have a lot of compassion and empathy for him. Yeah. Because I think he's in a no-win situation. The minute he put ink to paper on that $41 million a year contract. Yeah. The microscope got much, much larger and much more intense. And that's not his fault. Nobody's saying no to that money. 
But this is the this is the the, the downside of that. And I don't know that there's a quick fix or a, a way out of that. You're I really so don't. Fucked. Yeah, I really don't. Ruff's official said, I thought I clicked on a show from last month. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. Okay, so what should first we be all, talking about all, today? First of all, welcome to the show for the first time. No, Ruff's, yeah, Ruff's official's taken a week off. Yeah, you took a week off, number one. I would agree So with you that. missed a week's worth of content. Go back and watch it. Number two, what else do you want us to be talking about, right? So wait. Pistol, Stockton, Malone, D. Will, and Rudy are the best jazz players in history. Rudy Gobert, plain and simply put, is not one of the best players in the history of the Utah Jazz. He is not. There's nobody that would agree with that. I think if you want to send... Who's saying that? It, 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 and Garcia, if you want to send... I'm, I'll take Mark Eaton over Rudy Gobert right now today. Right now. Like, you want to talk Why? about history of the Utah Jazz? Mark Eaton was a better offensive player. Mark Eaton was an equal defensive player. It's very difficult to compare them across across eras because this is a completely different day and time. Could Mark Eaton guard the three-point line? Probably not, but Mark Eaton wasn't asked to guard the three-point line, right? So Rudy Gobert, with all due respect, is not one of the best players in the why history of the Utah Jazz. What why, are you talking why about? Can't we just, why can't we just uh, come out and say, hey, he's not one of the best ever. That's not who he is. Why is that so taboo or so outlandish? And in Garcy, you're you're trying to spin here. He's like, Monty, have you ever touched on LeBron James firing back at Barkley? No, we don't talk Lakers on the show. Hey, every by day. the way, he's LeBron what fucking you, James. What are you talking about? Like, dude, it's LeBron. I, I, That's I the thing the I don't understand is that you you just can't. <laughs> Why can you not have a pointed discussion about about Rudy Gobert? Why is why why on earth am I going to talk about LeBron versus Barkley? We don't talk Lakers. We don't talk Cavs. We don't talk LeBron on the show. Why why would I be talking about LeBron and Charles Barkley? This is primarily a, a Utah Jazz show. Arguably the most important figure in the current day of the Utah Jazz is Rudy Gobert. Why would I be talking about LeBron and Charles Barkley? It, it, it's amazing to me that... There, there is no way to have an honest discussion with guys like and Garcia and Ruff's official. You guys just and it's why I told Ruff a month ago I'm gonna stop reading your comments because you say stuff that is so off the reservation. And then Garcia, for you to say that Rudy Gobert belongs with Stockton and Malone, not even is close. one of the most ridiculous statements you've ever read on this show. Hey, has Rudy Gobert ever been to the Western written. Conference Finals? Rudy Gobert has never won anything. And this is what I'm trying to get people to understand. If you want to have a Rudy Gobert in the history of the jazz conversation, he's got to fucking win something first. Yeah. He's got to meet expectations, just a baseline expectation. He makes $41 million a year. Yeah. In a small market, he's making 25% of the salary cap. It's not good enough. The contract's the problem. His his skill level is not the problem. The contract's the problem. If he was getting paid 20 a year, we wouldn't be I, talking about this. I don't understand this obsessive need to, to ignore the truth to talk about your narrative. That's not this show. Go go get David Locke's podcast for that. Yeah. We we on this show, you should know by now, and this is why, again, Ruff's official, I don't read your comments. And Garcy, I'm not going to read any more of your comments today because you say ridiculous stuff that you cannot back up. Yeah. It this is the show that gives you the truth. Unvarnished, you don't have to like it, you don't none of that. 
I don't ask you to like the stuff we talk about. This is a free country. You don't have to be here. But we're not going to do, oh, Rudy Gobert is the best player in the history of the Utah Jazz. We're not doing that today. We're not. And hey, maybe on a slow sports day, maybe on the day after the Major League Baseball All-Star Game, we can do the, the five best players in the history of the Utah Jazz. Rudy won't be on that list. And I don't think Rudy Gobert would put himself on that list. And anybody that puts Rudy Gobert ahead of Mark Eaton has no idea what, what, like, do you know who Mark Eaton was? Do you have any idea what you're talking about? I just, it, that's mind numbing to me. That is mind numbing to me. I I just, man, that's incredible. Who would be a good duel with Donovan Mitchell? I I Depends what kind of basketball you want to play. Yeah. What are you trying to accomplish? Who, what did you get in? Like, the other thing we don't do often on this show, if you watch the show, you probably know this. Like, we don't do fantasy land. We don't – when you're talking about guys' livelihoods, you tell the truth. Like, we don't do, well, we could trade Rudy Gobert for, um, you know, what if we got Jason Tatum, um, Steph Curry, uh, and Giannis, and we traded Rudy Gobert for those three players. Okay, cool. Let's what do, the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, let's do that. Like we don't do that on this show. Yeah, we don't. You know, like we that the if you listen to the things we report and how we report them, we don't we don't guess, we don't use conjecture. We report the facts, and yeah. that's primarily why we've had so much success doing that. But make no mistake about it. Today is not about Rudy Gobert, the basketball player. This stuff with Skip Bayless and Shaquille O'Deal is a mistake. Facts. The way he's handled this. It, to me, has brought negative attention to him. And it didn't have to be that way. Skip Bayless is a leech. Yeah. Like, fuck that guy. Like, don't respond to that guy. You're above that, Rudy. Yeah. You're way better than that. Like, like Skip Bayless is just, he's he's a fly that lives in a dumpster, man. And he feeds on garbage all day. Yeah. Is that who you are? That's not who you are. Just be better than that. Uh, this man is a bona fide scrub. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Um, you know, like it is it, one of the things I think is one of the things I think is so easy to forget about Rudy is he, he when you look at what his he does best. I mean, the guy's a, a three time defensive player of the year, like he is the best rim defender in the NBA. That's who Rudy Gobert is. And again, I will just say it is not his fault that he is asked on a regular basis to guard three point shooters. It's not his fault. This is this is. Who Rudy is, this is not a secret. When you signed him into that contract, you knew he could not defend the perimeter. It's not his fault. It is That does not make him a bad player. Yeah. The, the, the issue with that contract is it forces you to look at him on a real, real detailed individual level. When you pay a guy 25% of your salary cap, he has to do more than just be a rim defender. Yeah. That's the issue because when you look at – caps across the league and you look at salaries across the league the teams the these eight teams that are left in the playoffs their max players are all multifaceted you look at boston tatum brown like you look at it look at what they got from al horford the other night Mm -hmm. look at milwaukee their one guy Giannis, is the defensive player of the year and he's also an offensive force um you know you you look at golden state you look at phoenix last night you get almost nothing offensively out of out of uh, CP3, but you get you get a big performance out of Book. 
And you get a big performance out of Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson. Like, they're multifaceted. Devin Booker carries your team to a 30-point win last night. And then I look on the other side of the basketball. Like, look at the 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 Dallas Mavericks. Their guy delivered. You want to talk about a guy that's soft? Mm-hmm. Look at Luka Doncic last night. Yeah. Luka going after fans again last night and getting beat by 30. Yeah. That, like, that is Rudy Gobert really as soft as Luka Doncic is mentally? Is he really? What do they have in common? Well, they're both Euro players. They're both Euro players. And they think they're sliced bread. Yeah, and and that to me is that to me is the is is a real I'm curious to see. Like look at Giannis and and Marcus Smart. Market well, that's an interesting one. But Al Horford the other night. Uh-huh. Al Horford. Oh yeah. Those got over on Giannis. Yeah. Giannis mouthing off, and Al Horford absolutely went berserk, dunked on him, and then essentially landed on him and flexed and then gave it to him in the post post game presser and the Boston Celtics won the game. Like, do you understand? Like more noise. Listen, more noise. You can't do that. Dude, more noise doesn't make you a tough guy. Like do people get that? It doesn't like yelling and, 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 and flexing and all that doesn't make you a tough guy, right? Winning number one, number two, winning your individual matchup, right? So, so winning the game, Winning your individual matchup and not making a fool of yourself on the floor—that's those are the three things that I feel like make tough guys in the league. Yeah, and I look at Luca, and again, Luca's a lot of things. He's mentally soft. There's no doubt about that. He is making a ton of money, but what else is he? He is an offensive star. Now, please, please. Stop comparing Luca to LeBron James. It's one of the dumbest comparisons I see all the time. I saw that Tony Jones reply, retweeted, replied to somebody about how Luca is this era's. Tony said he very well could be. That's the words he used. And to that, I say Luca hasn't won a damn thing. I, I, that's the other thing that I think with the younger generation, with this generation of NBA player, winning still matters. I, I hate to break it to you. Yeah. Winning still matters. All right. A couple more comments here because then we got to move on. Kay Nuren says, there will never have a jazz sta- – there will never be a jazz statue. I would agree with that. I would totally agree with that. Um, Cam Harrison says, Mark Eaton was great. Good morning, guys. Good morning to you. Um, you know, I like I – yeah, and I, I see – like I can't see the filtered comments. A bunch of you have filtered comments this morning. I don't know what you're saying on those. YouTube filter those. We do not. Um Let's see. Cam Slater says he's not even a complete defensive player and cried about not getting it uh, one year. Yeah, but, but the defensive player of the year thing. Another good example. Complaining about not getting the defensive player of the year. Remember, Rudy said that any other player that had my year not named Rudy Gobert would have won the, the defensive player of the year. But and, no one's going to disrespect me. And that's just not the case. I thought, I thought, Mark, I thought Mikhail Bridges deserved a defensive player of the year. I did. But Marcus Smart's on the best, not even close. He's on the best defensive team in the NBA. Yeah. The Celtics are very good. It's a, everybody looks at the defensive player of the year as an individual award. I promise you it's a team award. Yeah. It is a team award. Zach Bourne says, who would you be interested in on the Raptors roster if there was a Rudy trade? Dude, we've been talking about the Raptors trade for six months. Yeah, I don't know like, that. I don't know. Again, we don't like to guess about that stuff. I mean, who would I be interested in? The best that they have to offer. Scotty Barnes. 
Yeah, Scotty Barnes, uh, Siakam. You'd, you'd ha- certainly have to get Siakam in that. Deal. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not big on Fred Van Vliet. Like he's got experience, but I think that you know he's he's he's. And they're eh. not going to trade Fred. Like I, yeah. I just, I, I think it's very difficult to. Again, you're guessing about the livelihoods of of guys, and I, I, I that's think I that's when we talk about trades, we don't do a whole lot of that. Yeah, because I just don't, I don't think there's a lot of upside in it. Uh, I like Gobert's defense, but he doesn't help on the uh, on the offensive end of the floor. Rudy Sanchez says, "I would say shut up and dribble, but only problem is he can't do either." Oof, that's rough. Um, and I hate the shut up see, and dribble. That, that see, and not that I'm trying to shoot you down on that comment, but that's also what we're not going to sit here and do. I mean, it's not the shut up and dribble thing is is so much deeper than a joke about. Yeah, Rudy. and I like, want Rudy Gobert to express himself. I just. I hate that he did it with Skip Bayless. Dude, you have to do it in Man. a responsible and thought-out way. It's like Skip Bayless is so low cash. Like, why Skip? Ba- like, even Stephen Stephen A's on ESPN, and he's a huge name. Okay. Skip Bayless? This man was a bona fide scrub. Skip, like, it's Skip. Ba- why Skip Bayless? Rudy, why? Me. Who cares what he? Oh, man. Who cares? At least Stephen A is a basketball guy, and he's on the four letter, the behemoth, the number one, the sports leader. Like, why Skip Bayless? How about that? Man. Uh, Kay Nern says, Rudy thinks that he's better than he plays. That is what money does. Well, that could be true. True. Uh, Scammer Trolling, uh-oh, says, this show <laughs> is hilarious. Thanks. I see the tweets, and I wonder if uh, if it's long-form satire. Okay. You know, look, I just I just think that this is one of those things where – Rudy would have done well not to say two words about this. Oh, he would have done well. Not he would have done what, well. What he should have done is not said anything and started putting tape out of him dribbling and shooting and working out and, and improving his game. I'm telling and, you, go on inside the NBA. Yeah. Go have the conversation. The Kevin Durant conversation yeah. on inside the NBA. Like, go have. Oh, my God. Dude, the draft. Them not yes. taking Rudy in the draft. Oh, yes. my God. Go dude. have the Bro. conversation. Like, dude, I forgot about that. The whole, the whole all-star draft on inside the uh, dude. I forgot about that. That's why you have to go on the show. Like, are you telling me if you call, if your agent calls TNT and it's like, Hey, Rudy Gobert wants to go on and talk with Shaq. I don't care if he's in the middle of open heart surgery. Get him on the phone. We're going like TNT is going to do that. Rudy. Hey, and Rudy could be so much fun. You're seven foot 26. Like, be a fun personality. You know, like it's do, a playoff game. Do Georgie Murison trying to get coffee cup rings off his table. Like, that's what you need. Fucking A. You know, like go be fun. Yeah. Ah! Anyway. Damn. Yeah, man. I forgot about that draft stuff. I don't know why that's How, hitting me. Dude. Really? I, yeah, I, I didn't oh. think about the draft stuff. I forgot about that. That Kevin Durant moment dude. is. You have Kevin and LeBron sitting there laughing at him, dude. You have to go on that show. You have to. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Uh, SLP, SLCP shooter says, worst contract, Gobert or Conley? Oof. Well, hey, I, I mean, I, I think. That's a good question, Dude, man. I think it needs to be said that Conley stayed healthy this year. They they managed him correctly. Now the performance just, wasn't there, man, right? Man. The performance wasn't. Where there. did his game in the paint go? Father like, Father Time is where man. it went. Father Time is where it went. Bro, that's brutal. Uh, all right, um, make sure you hit subscribe. Give us a thumbs up Do if it. you're here watching the show, please. Um, Luca against the Suns last night. Yeah, 
just a I thought that was a I was a little surprised that Luca they're not good when he goes off and it's really weird like you had the the Maxi Klebas going off against the Jazz like last last night and really in game 4 even Davis Bertans going off mm-hmm. Luca goes off last night scores 28 points in 35 minutes but only goes two of eight from three. They were horrendous, the Mavs, from three last night. But getting into it with the fans, and I I don't know what to make of – Luka Doncic is a hell of a basketball player. Yeah. But is he – is Luka Doncic ever the best player on a championship team? No. I'm it, starting to it, wonder that now. Here's the thing, and, and this is why LeBron's been so successful at getting to the finals. I, I think there's a conversation around winning and all that, but – getting to the NBA Finals, running through the playoffs and getting there. He is one of the most successful at it. The reason he's one of the most successful at it is because he gets his teammates involved, which then creates space on the floor later in the game. And that's what Luka does not do. Last night, Luka's trying to pick on Cam Johnson yet again in this series. The difference is Cam Johnson didn't try to body Luka. What did he do? He tried to he, he played Luka and stripped him multiple times. And that's what led to the turnovers and ultimately ultimately the momentum shift and ultimately the 30-point loss. And that's the problem. And so that's why I say it's funny you just said that about Luka. Does, do, do Luka and Rudy not share that same thing when they both go off, their team loses? Yeah, they do. Do they not share that? They so do. That's why I say, like, I think it's – I love I, I love Luke, when Luka's hot and he's got the step back going and, and he's doing his thing. Yeah, it's fun to watch. But, but the antics and, and the way he goes about it, is wrong and the obsessive flopping and whining. What, and what happened to man. what happened to to the mentality? And obviously, Kobe played with this mentality, but you know the the greats play with it. I don't care what the officials are calling; I'm still going to beat you. What happened to that mentality in the league? Yeah. What happened to hey, I'm outright better than you. I'm not going to bitch at the official. I'm just going to take it to you. What happened to that? I think that Luca is not. Right now, it's a mental thing with Luca. He's all the talent in the world. The guy is an amazing basketball player, but I just don't think he's a, a NBA champion mentally. And I, I, I think you're looking at Chris Paul and Devin Booker and Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson. I look at the defense that they played last night, the, the, the constant stripping of the ball Yeah. Um, that the Suns showed, their, their rotations for three. And I, I think... By the way, Luca got three, four, five calls last night that clearly were not fouls. Yeah. And he still was whining and complaining. I think the Suns proved a point last night. And I think that Devin Booker hit five or six shots that were absolute daggers. Yeah. And I think that's the performance. I mean, it's only 28 points. I say only 28 points. But I think looking at these numbers last night, I think that's the performance that we've been talking about out of Devin Booker. When you when you go 28 points, seven rebounds, two assists, two steals, like only two turnovers last night. Like To me, but, those are the numbers that you need from him. I mean, he had a nice game. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it was it was the performance you needed. But I think Plus what needs, 25. Yeah, and that's kind of what I want to touch on. What needs to be said here is last year's NBA Finals run and ultimately NBA Finals loss for the Suns I feel like did wonders for the club mentally because now 
they're not gonna, yeah. they're not going to be worried when Dallas wins a game maybe they shouldn't have won or 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 maybe hey we misstepped here we didn't play well there they're going to come back in the next game and kick the shit out of you dude I'm ta- twenty eight point lo- or thirty point loss in the postseason. Having said that, DeAndre Ayton last night, mm. man, soft as hell. Scores twenty points, but won't dunk on guys. Yeah, like he is. If if he had a a, a soul snatching mentality, like he'd if, be dominant. If DeAndre Ayton wanted to hurt people, he would be unbelievable. And I'm glad the broadcast called it out last night. Hey. Go up and dunk on him and get fouled. Don't stop with this layup crap. Yeah. You're seven feet tall, dude. You can't have your shot blocked on a layup. That yeah. that, that just can't happen. Um, I thought the other game last night, Miami Philly. I, I I everybody who wants Quinn Snyder to be fired, by the way, for the Jazz, Doc Rivers will be available. When do we start saying James Harden <laughs> is a bust? Yeah, I I mean I don't I, I mean, is that I What's his stat sheet last night? I mean, there, there, there's a lot more than James Harden being a bust. I mean, James Harden last night, 14 points, 5 of 13, 2 of 6 from 3, um, 6 boards, 4 dimes, a steal, 4 turnovers. Okay, so... A very average pedestrian Would game. we say, and, and this is where the conversation needs to start on James, would we say that James Harden had the expect the same expectations as a KD had or a LeBron had carrying his team. No. You don't think the expectations were the same? Not with Joe on the floor, I don't. I think Joel Embiid and, and the the problem was last night that Joel Embiid got hit in the face with a basketball and the the Sixers never responded to that. And I think they fell apart and he he only plays 33 minutes, 17 points and five boards. They're not going to win if he doesn't score 30. And I I I just think you have to adjust your expectations on James Harden because, listen, at this point, it you know who James Harden is. If you're expecting him to carry this team to a championship, that's a you problem because he's not doing that. You know, and this is – we talk about the Jazz in this light all the time too. Expect your expectations. Adjust your expectations because now if you have championship expectations for this Jazz roster, that's a you problem. Yeah. That's a you mistake, right? So I think when you're talking about James Harden, yeah. I don't expect him to be a championship caliber player anymore. I don't. I think he's out of shape. I think he is He is not. Uh, he's not 75% physically. He doesn't have his legs in my opinion. I just think the guy's not, not – not in shape. He's not a professional. And so I, I don't expect him. I expect him to have a game or two each series, but I don't think they're getting by Miami at this point. I, I, that would be to, for Miami to be up three, two, that's an awful, that's an awfully steep hill to climb. Yeah. I have to think, and now I, I've got to think that this Boston Milwaukee game tonight, if you, you I don't know what you're waiting that's for. That's going to be a big that. boy game. If you are not watching Boston Milwaukee tonight, you're crazy. Specifically, Giannis and Al Horford. I mean, my God, I, I, I there's not much left for me in the Memphis Golden State series. Yeah, Golden that's State's going to win that series. Yeah, it's over. But man, that game's in Boston. This is a must win for Boston. It goes without saying. You're two two. You're at home. That's a must win. Yeah. Um, and I think they're going to win. I do. I think. I think Jason Tatum has a chance to really be the breakout superstar Could of the be playoffs. His moment. This really that so I'd be watching that very closely. Yeah. But we'll see. Fat Jesus says been dunking, but dunking hurts Aiton's wrists. Exactly. Yeah. Uh Casey Finland says, uh, do you guys feel there is such a thing as star treatment that runs rampant in the NBA? 
from an officiating standpoint, uh, or what do you mean? Um, yeah, he says also, do you feel the referees officiate differently during home games for the home team? Yeah. They officiate players. They don't officiate teams. Listen, I think I, – here's, here's what I think, and this is, you know, call me conspiracy guy. But what I think is that the NBA wants long series. That's what I think. I, I would think, agree. I think the NBA wants at least six games. That's what they want. They don't want five games. They, that's not good for the NBA. So they're going to – if a team is up 3-1, let's say, right, and you're going to game five, the the team that's up 3-1 is going to lose that game. Yeah. That's what I'm here to tell you. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I yeah, do stars get treatment? Well, yeah, they get treatment, as they should. They're star players. They've earned it. They've worked their ass off. They're better than you. Just like, just like anybody who, just like the guy who rolls up in a Ferrari is probably going to get a little more treatment from the valet than the guy in the Honda, right? Like that's how the world works. So I, I I'm not going to sit yes. here and say that, say that Devin Booker or Luca or or even Donnie from time to time, you know, shouldn't get calls. They're gonna get them. It's the NBA. I just don't know. I don't know why you wouldn't officiate it that way. Yeah. Because you, it makes you more money. I mean, it, honest to goodness. And it, that's it, what we can't forget. Yeah. They, I mean, the NBA is a, is a business enterprise. That's a revenue-generating enterprise. Not and here to be fair. We're here to make money. Sweeps don't make anybody money. Yeah. You know, so I think that's Unless why— Unless you're in the NHL. Well, <laughs> don't even start. That's not a money-making enterprise. Um, I. That's why I think you see, you know, I think you're going to see a long series with Boston and Milwaukee. I don't think this is a six-game series. I I think everybody wants seven out of that series. Like look so. at look at Brooklyn and Boston. Everybody wanted seven out of that series. Everybody, not just the league, us fans, like literally everybody wanted seven out of that series. And what do we get? We got six. That's pretty good. You know, and good friend of the show. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Tim Donaghy. He's been on our show a ton. Um, the disgraced former official who got caught fixing games essentially. Yeah. He's talked about it at, at nauseum on our show that he, he's they they tell you hey we're gonna pick on this player tonight we're gonna AI's not gonna get calls tonight um, you know this guy's not gonna get calls tonight we're gonna emphasize this because we know you know like um, traveling is an interesting one um, that Tim Donaghy's talked about well hey we know that this guy palms the ball consistently. Um, you know, like we're not going to call hard fouls against Michael Jordan in the Pistons series. Do you think that officials don't watch tape? Do you think that they, after the game, don't watch film the same way players do? Oh, yes, they, they do. Yeah, they watch. Oh, there's no doubt about it. They get, they have video meetings with game coordinators from the NBA before and after games. Yeah. Hey, we're going to emphasize this. They go back into the locker room and they talk about, hey, this is our, these are our points to look at tonight. Like they're blowing. That's why you see so many. So many teams, they just get so upset when the whistle's blown because they're going to blow the whistle no matter what on a, on a, on a hey, Jason Tatum travels and we need a seven-game series. Well, you know what? Hey, Jay, you traveled there. Hey, you palmed it there. Hey, you know what? We're not going to call a – everything's going to be – we're going to lean heavily lean block for Giannis Antetokounmpo tonight. Like, we need a seven-game series. If Giannis runs into a guy in the paint, that's going to be a block. We're calling a block on that. And we want the review. You know, like we're calling a block on that. That's what I'm saying. Like, like that's like, that's what that's what happens in the NBA. Like, don't let's not be naive. The NBA sits here in the bird's nest and watches the narratives in each series, watches what the news cycle is saying, and creates things. That's what they do, man. That's their business. Yeah. Um. You know, I I just think it it's interesting. It is. All right. Couple more things because we really got to roll here. Um. Let's talk about the Saudi Golf League thing. 
Yeah. Because I think this is this is a this is an interesting deal. So I don't know how many people have saw that, but while you shop our affiliate links down below on the show, right? Um, and while you hit subscribe because we're gonna give away a, a PS5 here coming yeah. up pretty quick. Um, make sure that you guys are paying attention to this Saudi Golf League thing. The Saudi Golf League is going to have its inaugural event the first week of June in London, England. Mm -hmm. And big names, Phil Mickelson among them, Sergio Garcia, Lee Westwood, yeah. asked for exemptions to skip the Canadian Open on the PGA Tour to go play in the Saudi Golf League event. Yeah, The PGA Tour said, absolutely not. We're not issuing exemptions yeah. for you to go play in, in a competitor's league. Right thing or wrong thing, Jake? I think it's the right thing to do if you're the PGA. I mean, these are, again, as you just said, these are not like nobodies. These are not people who are not household names. People know who Sergio is. People know who Lee Westwood is. People know, obviously, who Phil Mickelson is, all gambling aside, right? All private jet sales aside. People know who these guys are. So the idea that the PGA would approve exemptions and let you go and play in London when you should be in Canada, that's not going to happen. Crazy. Like, it, that's it, not going to happen. Yeah, and and I don't I don't even think this is that controversial. Yeah, I mean, if you're the PGA Tour, aren't you just protecting your your best interest? And again, by the way, I don't know if you know this, but the Saudis cut people's heads off. Yeah, they chopped up a body. Like, hello, Why I'm not afraid to die. Yeah, you're getting in bed. You better not be afraid to die. You're getting in bed with the Saudis. Yeah, dude, Phil. Um, so I don't even think that's that controversial. It's not nearly as controversial as USC. Now the betting favorite to win the Pac-12. How about that? Okay, I get it. You're Las Vegas. <laughs> you need people. You need people to place your bets. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The Las Vegas odds makers have installed USC as a two-to-one betting favorite to win the <laughs> Pac-12 championship. Look, Lincoln, take it easy, bud. Just, just chill out. Okay. Now I understand. I fully understand that Travis Dye is their running back now. Right. I fully understand that Caleb Williams is their quarterback and Mario Williams is their wide receiver. I'm for real. And Lincoln Riley's their head coach. Right, right. I understand that they have leveraged NIL in the transfer portal like nobody's mama leverages nothing. I'm sorry if you're offended by that. But I can't believe that this team's ready to win a championship. You're telling me. And I and I think we've talked about this ad nauseum on this show. Yeah, you're telling me that USC is ready to turn it around in one year and and compete for a national championship. Right. Somehow I don't see that, and I understand that these odds are placed and they are only I framed, think, dude, to make people bet their money. That's like the theme of the show today. What are people paid to do? Well, Vegas odds makers are paid to get people to bet on games. You're That's paid what they are to paid make to do. Vegas hotels money. That's what you're paid to do. So, being that you're paid to do that, it only makes sense that USC would be the favorite. I'm here to tell you Utah is going to win the South, but it doesn't make perfect sense to me that USC would be the favorite. Now, what I'm also telling you is USC also is a team that is routinely last year gave up 400 yards yeah. per game. Um, and they didn't do nearly as well defensively as they did offensively in the transfer portal. And, yeah, I'm telling you right now that the Utah Utes should be the odds-on favorite to win that league. You look at finally, 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 Kyle Whittingham has stability at the quarterback position mm -hmm. uh, with Cam Rising. And you look at 
the fact, and I get it, they've lost a ton of leadership in Devin Lloyd, Britton Covey. Yep. Although I think Britton Covey's coming back for his 11th season Yeah, I think he got, he got an exemption, right, for eligibility, <laughs> right? But if you look at Tavion Thomas and, and you look at the guys that are coming back and you look at the recruiting class and the Utah Utes are going to win the Pac-12. They're going to yeah. win the South. Well, because what are you going to get? And this is and this is this is what I'm so excited about. I'm ready. We're not even in summer yet, and I'm already thinking about hey, the fall breeze, the orange leaves on the tree, Utah's defense going up against this 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 powerhouse of a Lambo offense in USC. That's what I'm waiting for. I could care less about the Utes offense. They're going to do what they're going to do, and they're probably going to be pretty average. And that's just what it is. The matchup is Utah's defense and that middle linebacker versus the A-gap at USC. Well, I'd remind you also that there's that little team up north with all those shitty-looking uniforms at Oregon. Um, they hired Dan Lanning. Um, Paint splatter. Yeah, they well, they hired Dan Lanning to be a stud. That guy he is – he was the architect of that Georgia defense. Uh, Bo Nix transferred from Auburn to Oregon. I'm excited about that. I think, I think you're, if you're looking for the shocking turnaround in the Pac-12, it damn well might be um, the Oregon Ducks. Which and would be really good for the conference. I, I think it would be. And I think everybody freaked out when they lost Mario Cristobal to the U. Um, but I think Travis Dye is probably the bigger loss to USC. But I think bringing in Lanning and Knicks, I think, is is a pretty good way to rebound from that. Yeah. And, and we'll see. I, I think Utah and Oregon are the class – and I think they're going to be difficult. Now, obviously, um, what we saw from UCLA last year, and, and you know, they're, they're another more year. Don't. Don't. Dude, stop your it. Bo your boy quarterback's got to lift some weights, bro. But what about Zach Charbonneau? Nay, Charbonneau's dick. Um, they let you down. Zach Charbonneau's back at running back. Uh-huh. Um, DTR. DTR. Get your ass in the gym is back at quarterback for them. Like, I, I mean, I'm just telling you, they're going to be good, and I would not sleep. How, but how, how, yeah. You shut your mouth. Yes. Yeah, I would not uh -huh. sleep, by the way, on Oregon State, who also, by the way, oh, won please. some pretty good games last year. Uh-huh. Well, I'm playing a beaver this. Yeah, beaver this, beaver I got plenty that. of beaver for yeah, you. Yeah, come on. Come on. Come is on. it too early to be getting in-depth on the Pac-12? No. Is no, it it's late. It's, it's 745. Jesus. What are you talking about? Yeah. All right, are you guys ready to lose your shit over crypto? Well, we already lost our shit over Rudy, so why don't why don't we go ahead and add to the list? Oh, and Garcy. And Garcy tends to come in here and stir the pot. What I just say. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Um, Chris Karn said, "Is Utah uh, is Utah good or is the Pac-12 that bad? The pac 12s not good." The Pac-12 is a four-team league. They, uh, listen, a year from now, this is going to be USC is going to be one of the best teams in the country. I think a, a year from now, USC has a chance to be a top ten ranked team, college a top football five. playoff team. Uh, yeah, absolutely. A year from now, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be a. I, I think USC is going to contend for a national championship, 2023, 2024. Yeah, I think hey, they will. Hopefully, honestly, the Pac-12 needs it, bro. You know, but don't sell Utah short. I think Utah is very good. I think. Their defense is going to be good. I think Kyle Whittingham has gone through hell and back. Yeah, how many years does Buddy have left? And he has survived. Yeah. And, and can we get through a year? And I don't even say this tongue-in-cheek. I'm serious. Can yeah. we get through a year without a tragedy at Utah? Yeah. I mean, the stuff that they have been through. It's wild. My God. You know, I, I just. 
I don't know, man. Cam Harrison says USC is literally the Pac-12. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think I think the team you're waiting for is UCLA. If you if UCLA was good, because you're always going to get. I think Washington's going to be quality. I don't know what that was with Jimmy Lake. I know what it was. It was a huge mistake. <clears throat> but I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. I, I with with or excuse me with with Washington. Oregon's always going to be good. The Utes are always going to be good. Yeah. USC's always going to be good. What happens to Arizona State? I don't know. They're they're about as rock bottom as it gets. Like the yeah, the Pac-12, Arizona schools. Yeah, the Pac-12 is in transition. Yeah, you, you have you have new leadership. You close your offices, so you're saving a ton of money. You're supposedly coming with a big TV rights. Yeah, but we've been hearing thing. that for how long? Come on, Pac-12's in transition. Get it on is. Direct TV, and then I'll believe you. Um, Jared Jensen says, Mr. Morse Moorhead is still looking for the PS five. Well, well, you know, I contemplated just doing a shock drop giveaway on this show this week, but we decided not to do that because Jake hates everybody. Yeah. You know, and you know, uh, uh, Grocox stole the election on the Xbox. So now we can't just hey give now. things away. Hey, now, um, let's talk about crypto. Yeah. Speaking of stealing people's money. Are you guys in the comments? Let me hear you. Are you guys in the crypto? Is this who you are? Are you a Bitcoin, Dogecoin? Are you mining crypto? Like, what is your crypto flavor? And let me ask you this. Are you a Coinbase customer? Because if you are, you might want to change that and you might want to change it fast. Because Coinbase kind of inserted some shocking language into a release the other day. Uh-huh. When they admitted that if they file for bankruptcy and you have a Coinbase account with any amount of crypto in it, you will lose all of that crypto. Uh-oh. Coinbase is saying, because do you know what Coinbase is? It's a digital wallet. So just a quick crypto yeah. lesson. When you buy crypto... You get a key, a long ass key that you absolutely have to have or you have no access to your crypto. What happens with Coinbase is you store that key, uh, your blockchain key, Mm -hmm. you store that with Coinbase. Coinbase then allows you to create a normal ass password so that you don't have to remember your crypto key. But what you're doing by storing that, that crypto key with Coinbase, in their terms of service, you're giving them control of your funds. You are allowing them in writing as part of their user agreement to access your crypto on any level that they would like. And you have no say over that. So Coinbase kind of shocked the world when it came out yesterday that hidden away in Coinbase's global disappointing first quarter earnings report, where the U.S. largest cryptocurrency exchange reported a quarterly loss, I said a quarterly loss, that'd be three months, of $430 million. This is a code 10 abort. And a 19% drop in monthly users. Holy shit. Wow. Oh, by the way, there's also this little thing that they tucked in there that said if Coinbase files for bankruptcy, you're going to lose all of your crypto 
and there's nothing you can do about it. All right, we're going to move on here. Dude, bro, Coinbase has just about everybody's business, and they are hemorrhaging money right now. Coinbase, in their earnings report, said that it holds $256 billion in both fiat currencies and cryptos on behalf of its customers. Bro, like... In the event that we declare bankruptcy, the crypto assets we hold in custody on behalf of our customers could be subject to bankruptcy proceedings. Generally, Coinbase views users as general unsecured creditors. Wow. So what Coinbase just said there is that you're loaning them your money, and if they file bankruptcy, you're not getting it back <clears throat> because you're a creditor, and they don't have to pay their creditors when they file for bankruptcy. Dude. Holy shit. Yeah, we're going to uh, go ahead and pull you out guys, of that. I'm I'm serious, and I know we talk you, a lot you, of are crypto. You involved, are you, do you have an account with them? I, I know. I, know I, do have a, I do have a Coinbase account with them. Yeah. Um, And I will close that account today. Like, I'm not doing that. You guys, I'm telling you now, you have got to get out of crypto what with the, Coinbase. What are the people I, saying? You know, I, I the people are saying, um, let's see, it's about the money. Uh, players go to that school, exactly. Uh, let's see. Um, I like to make it rain with crypto, Fat Jesus says. Well, Chris Carn says, I'm too old for crypto. You're not. Um, Kane Nuren says the biggest scam ever, just black hole crypto. Um, you know, there is that, uh, Tanner says, I'm thinking of going into crypto, but I'm not sure about it. Hey guys. Um, James Knight says, let's talk about Rudy. Um, Giggity says better pull out a Coinbase quicker than when the rubber breaks. How about that? <laughs> I'm so glad you're here, Giggity. I miss you, buddy. Listen. I, I'm telling you right now, if you're not in crypto, I would wait because I don't think we're at the bottom yet. Dude, here's the problem with crypto and NFTs and everything. There's no, nothing NFTs. that, dude, there's nothing that substantiates them. Like, like there's nothing in our world that says, okay, you need crypto to buy this thing. Like as an example, yes. hey, what, what would the world look like if tomorrow it came out that you needed crypto to buy gas to fill your car? Or you needed crypto to charge the battery on your car. Well, okay, well, now we change the game. Now everyone's going to get into crypto, and a, ton of, and a ton of people are going to make a ton of money who are already in crypto. The problem is that's not going to happen. And that's why I'm saying, like, the whole crypto thing right now is still – it's still an infant. It's still a, a, a grain of sand on a beach because there's no, there's no thing. Why do you think – and this is – Grant Cardone said this. Why do you think houses – were were created why what because they weren't created for people they were created for banks banks needed a way to get your money so they could move it through their system and make more money on your money right that's the only reasons how houses exist crypto doesn't have that thing there's no connection that's the problem so when i hear yeah. stories like hey we're about to go bankrupt and yeah you guys are creditors so we don't really care if you lose your money or not we're just going to take it and figure it out through bankruptcy yeah, I'd be getting out of that real quick. And I'd be getting into like blue chip stocks or like something that's proven to grow your money. I just don't know how you fix this. And I think one of the things that's very clear is that if you're not in crypto now, there's going to be a real 
golden opportunity for you to get into crypto. Your timing on that is going to be critical, but your mechanism for getting into crypto is also going to be critical. And I am not a crypto guy. I'm not a crypto you know, evangelist. I just don't think we, we've seen enough to make me put my money into it any further. But I'm telling you, people, and there are, there are people who are going to hear this show that are going to buy crypto. You better think long and hard about it because it's not a game. It is not a game. The losses in crypto are real catastrophic at this point. Like I didn't look at where where uh, I didn't look at where Bitcoin was today, but I'm telling you the the Bitcoin boom is over. If you look at the 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 one year on crypto, Jesus. I mean, it, it, in October, crypto was at seventy thousand. It is now and less to be than clear, half that's of for that. one coin. For one coin. For one coin. It is now at 31116 off of its one year high. Yeah. I'm I mean, you guys, like even just It's brutal. Even just in this in this week, it and was at 36. It is its low this week was twenty nine two seven three yesterday. What, what man you ever notice that that like yesterday on the show, we talked about housing and how interest rates are up and it's yeah. not a great time to buy. No, it's not. Everything right now says to just chill and Everything. just wait. Everything. Ride out where your money is. I'm. I, my portfolio is absolutely in the crapper outside of my Yelp stock, which is skyrocketing. Um, but everything else in my portfolio, whether that is GE, American Airlines, like you yeah, name it. all of it. It's in the crapper from where it was. I mean- there was there was at one point where I was up seventy like seventy eight percent on American Airlines. I was up like almost three hundred percent on GE. Yeah, those days are gone. And if you're if you're in a, in it for the long term, the long play like, like me and me and Mrs. Monty are, you just got to sit here and take the punching. Yeah, you're getting punched in the face on the market right now. And but the, the market, see, but this is the difference though. Not to cut you off, the yeah. market. You know, the market's going to come back. At some point, the market's going to come back. We know that. We've seen it. It's 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 happened so many times over history. You don't have that with Bitcoin. Who knows? Like I know that it skyrockets yeah. and it's up and down, and that's like the thing with with Bitcoin and crypto and all that. But my point just is, is there's no way to substantiate that. Hey, it's going to come back. There's that's not. the problem with it. Yeah, there's and, they, you because you don't know why it comes back. And that's what I'm saying. The How day, does it come back? Listen, the day in the news cycle, it comes out that that there is what I would what I like to call legitimizing crypto, meaning that, hey, there is there is a need. There is a there is now consumer need for crypto, whether that's gas or food or 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 whatever, whatever that thing is, whatever the item is, the day you read an article about that. Even if it's like, hey, it's possible that this is going to happen soon. Get your crypto then. That's yeah. what I would be waiting for. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I just looking at some of these numbers. Um, I don't know what that. I mean, we are in a place where I don't know what it's going to take to stop this ball from rolling down the hill. I mean, you look at markets, rates, gas prices, mortgage, something, real estate. I mean. There's no congressman, senator, president, bank president that can tell you how to stop this because this started seven years ago. 
I mean, when you start looking at where we are with energy policy in this country or you start looking at where we are with consumer sentiment in this country, I mean, the war in Russia, you start, I mean. Tariffs. You, you, tariffs, sanctions. I mean, the, the, the Russian situation has so badly damaged the global energy market. I don't know. It's going to it's going to take years to unwind that watch. Yeah, if that's even possible. So it'll be interesting. The stock market's going to be back. Yeah, I mean, it, I think we saying. all realize yeah. that. But like in real estate, where's the correction on the real estate market? When does the when and what does that correction look like? Yeah, it's something unforeseen. We be don't know because again, you know, I was looking at numbers yesterday. Um, Housing numbers, like prices. Yeah, I was looking at num like the consumer price index in real estate. Yeah, um, is astronomical. And like, this is this is for Salt Lake, or is this? This national? is for the state of Utah. Okay. Um, sorry, and I'm I'm tweeting with somebody on a jazz story. Believe it or not. Pause, bro. Um, Pause. <laughs> looking, I mean, you're looking at 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 the median sales price for homes. From eight hundred thousand in twenty twenty to one point one five million. This is a code ten abort. In in certain parts of the state of Utah is shocking. Yeah, dude. And you st and and you start looking at these numbers and it's it's crazy. Like you you have to understand that when you're looking like today's consumer price index for real estate. Um, the median sales price of homes in the same time period year over year are up 48.6% year over year in certain zip codes. Um, Utah uh, counties with more than 100 sales transactions um, from January 2021 to January 2022 um, had set an all-time record. Yeah, dude. That's just Utah County alone. Right. I, I, I don't even know how you I mean, you, the the report um, and this was issued on May 1st says that Utah is facing a severe imbalance in its housing market. Prices continue to skyrocket at unsubstantiated levels. See, and that verbiage not to cut in, but that verbiage is 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 very intentional. They're they're using that word intentionally unsubstantiated levels, dude. Half of Utah taxpayers are unable to qualify for a mortgage in the median price in the state of Utah, which for the year 2021 ended at an all-time high of $460,000. Jesus Christ. Dude. I, I, it, it, it's terrifying. And that's what I'm saying. For me, like we were talking, it's so funny. Yesterday we were talking about how I just signed a new lease. On my fucking shoebox of an apartment. Yeah. Base rent is fourteen forty two, for about, I think I have uh, just over a thousand square feet. Fourteen forty two, plus seventy five bucks a month for my garage, and then you know probably another two hundred bucks for uh, odds and ends and things that go with it. You know, so it's like sixteen ish, sixteen and a half ish, for a one bedroom right now. Like, yeah, it hurts, man. It's crazy. And the, and the thing is, the thing that really upsets me about it is I can get qualified for a mortgage. That's not my issue. My issue is 3000 a month at what is it uh 6% right for for your for your interest? Now, That's ridiculous. But here is the thing that you need to be paying attention to. Like I get the daily update from Redfin, mm -hmm. which is a real estate company. Yeah. 
Um, Redfin says that um, the home sellers who dropped their asking price is now at a six-month high in Salt Lake County of 15% for a four-week period ending May 1st. That's up 9% year over year. So people listing their home but then dropping the price. That's the largest annual gain on record in the state of Utah. That's the largest number of homes that have ever lowered their asking price in a single period in the history of the state of Utah. So that means we're listing really, really high. We're not getting offers, and we're dropping it back down to still a ridiculous level, but but less ridiculous. And here's the here's the thing that scares you. And I'll read you from this from this email um, that that I have here. So Redfin says. Um, our forecast shows that demand continues to far outweigh supply, which is a leading factor in the inflation and overvaluing of homes, particularly in the Western United States. So you're still seeing that there are far more buyers than homes, even though in, in, in the last two weeks of April, inventory significantly increased in Salt Lake County. All of this to tell you, Wait. Yeah. Sweat out the homeowners. Sweat them out. Do not pay more than that home is worth. I'm telling you, you should be making offers on homes based on what the value of that home was a year ago, not what it's listed for now cuz it's just not worth that. Yeah. And the other thing that I'm I'm begging you to do and I am not a licensed realtor in the state of Utah. This is not advice. This is my opinion. I am begging you to never waive inspections. Never, ever, ever waive valuations of that property. Please get appraisals on homes you're buying. Please, I'm even if you are paying cash, please, I'm begging you, get absolutely get valuations. Yeah. I, I just don't because this is I, the other thing I'm gonna tell you now is this is there's no bubble here that's gonna burst. This is not 2008. That that those circumstances do not exist. There is not going to be some massive real estate bubble. It's not coming. Yeah. There's going to be a market correction. And it's going to be because homes are going to sit on the market and they're not going to sell because they are so far overvalued. Yeah. That will be the market correction. Anyway, you should probably play the music. Probably. We're way late. <laughs> um, always appreciate you guys being here. Please make sure you check out our affiliate links below. By the way, if you want to win the PlayStation, there's two ways to do it. Simply hit subscribe. If you hit subscribe, absolutely, you can win the, the PS5. But if you buy shirts from us, casual shirts, certainly Ruff's Official and Garcia should invest in casual shirts. You get five entries for every one that you get. So if you buy a shirt, you're in five times. If you buy two shirts, you're in 10 times. All you have to do to get a shirt is DM Jake. SLC Supercars, SLC Supercars, everywhere you are on social media. I am The Monty Show. He is SLC Supercars. Say goodbye, casuals. Goodbye, casuals. <laughs>